from the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Joining me for this episode is my friend, fellow TV by the numbers co-founder and the first guest on this podcast, Bill Gorman at Twitter's TV Grim Reaper. Bill, welcome back to the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Nice to be back. Uh, so uh, just like with uh, episode one of this podcast, we are doing a bit of a redo, and uh, some of that was technical, uh, but part of it is uh, during the first call, and I'm, I'm being a bit hyperbolic here, uh, Bill kind of accused me of not bringing my A game for him in the, uh, in the same way that I do for guys like uh, Jim Miller, Deitch, Scott Van Pelt, Rachel Nichols, and uh, I wound up thinking about this all day. And uh, and they're really it turns out there's some truth in it. It's just because I've known Bill for 20 years. Like, I don't think about, uh, OK, how can I how can I frame these questions so that Bill will have fun? And uh, and I do that with the other people. And I didn't do that with you. I should have done that with you. This time I am going to do it with you. So does that work? Works for me. OK, so, uh, you know, you love the ride home shows, uh, specifically PTI and HQ. And uh, as the Reaper, you are cold, heartless, and reapery. Uh, but I might have gotten the no text from you as uh, soon as you found out Bomani Jones was leaving Highly Questionable. So uh, talk for a second about your love for uh, Highly Questionable and Bomani. Well, I thought—I mean, I thought the the interaction between Bomani, Poppy, and Dan was was great, and I mean, I I love Bomani on the show, and I figured. You know, any any change from that is a step down. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it's part of the fear of the unknown. You don't like things that you love to change. Yep. Yep. So I, you know, it's it's funny you say that. So I I had the uh, I had actually the similar experience when Bomani joined Highly Questionable. My my first my first reaction was no, don't change this thing that I already like. And uh, it was very quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, Ride Home is very smart. This is much better. So uh, I was I, too, was sad uh, that Bomani uh, left the show. But I, I am excited to see what uh, he and Pablo do. Uh, but uh, we got our our first taste of uh, of Katie Nolan in the Ride Home rotation yesterday. So let's uh, let's just play play a, uh, a quick game of see or no, see or no, Katie Nolan. See, see, I'm very intrigued. I mean, I've seen all the – I don't know if they're, like, uh, replacement tryouts on the uh, on the Highly Questionable since Bomani left or if they're just, well, we're, we're filling in until we make up our mind. Um, but first day, she was out there swinging and in a way that was better than anybody else, I think, that, that they've had, you know, whether it was um, – you know, Foxworth or Sarah Spain or, um, Mina. you know, any of the other Mina. Yeah. And, and they've all been on the, they had all been on the show, uh, for m- many times before yep. Bomani left. Yep. Yeah. They had reps already. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and she was in there right away and, and you, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, Poppy and, and, and Dan were probably doing their best to, to make her feel comfortable, but but I, you know there was chemistry that that you know I think there was more chemistry that day than there was between them and the and you know the other replacements that I've seen. So I I I I, I kind of would push back and say that uh, that uh, for me. So I, I thought for, a I thought Katie was great. 
Uh, but, you know, I, I also I really like Sarah Spain and I, I really like Mina Kimes in that that role, too. So I, I did not like see her soaring, you know, above those heights. But uh, but I thought she was great. And, and, and especially considering it was, you know, her first uh, her first go at it. Uh, I, I really you know, I, I laughed several times heartily. Uh, that's all I can ask for. Uh, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I like the I like the other ones, too. In fact, I really can't. I really can't reach out and say any of the post-Bomani, you know, substitutes were were bad, um, but but they didn't feel, you know, they they. I don't think anyone certainly as in the first visit has done as well as she did. Yeah, yep, yep. She is she is certainly uh, off to a good start. So, uh, so so Bill, well, you know, you've always been a sports fan, but I think I kind of dragged you into the uh, sports media stuff a little bit, and uh, I think you have a new crush. As a result of this, and that crush is Jim James Andrew Miller Miller. I, of course, love Jim, too, but uh, it feels to me like you love him in uh, ways where I'm getting text messages from you about, uh, you know, you listening to Jim on other people's podcasts. Uh, and, and, and when I get them, regardless of what you actually type, I translate it as I can't believe how much I love Jim Miller. How much do you love Jim Miller? I just think when he talks about how – and it's usually about ESPN, but he, it's been other things as well. But when he talks about you know, what, these, what these businesses need to do and what position these businesses find themselves in, whether it's you know, because of the controversy around Jamel Hill or because of um, you know, ESPN's losing subscribers to, to cable uh, – you know, network you know uh, cord cutting or whatever yep. he just is a really insightful guy and and he's a he's a relatively no bullshit guy too yep 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 so uh I, I, you know, I am not surprised by how much I like him only because, you know, the, the books just immediately made me, me love him. And uh, I'm pretty sure I, uh, I, I forced you. Uh, I, I, I forced the, uh, the audio book for those guys have all the fun on you. Uh, a couple of years ago, you, you listened to that, right? Yeah, I like that book. And, and I, I'm really hoping, you know, he has the new podcast and it's yeah. about curb your enthusiasm and everybody just, loves it. Just chapter one origins oh. is going to be multiple chapters. And- See, so that's my point. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new chapters, hoping it's a show I care about because I've tried to get into curb your enthusiasm oh. a couple of times and I'm just not, I'm not into it. I'm uh, not into it. I'm how, not into it. How did we have a how did we have a fruitful partnership for like seven years? I do not know I, you. Uh. I don't know. I, I well, it's because of you that I tried more than once <laughs> to get into the show, uh. and I I just couldn't get into it. Oh, well, you know I what? Mean, I, maybe, maybe you're a little bit like Kornheiser. So, uh, for what it's worth, Kornheiser, who loves Jim Miller, uh, he's not a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, and the reason is he says when he watches it, that's just too much like real life. It's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not entertainment for me. It's just, it's just more of what I already do. Maybe there's a, a little bit of that in there for you. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, last time I tried was many years ago, obviously, because the show was off for five years. Yeah. And you, and um, you, you love Seinfeld. So it's not like you're, yeah, uh, you're anti yeah, I mean, Larry I, David. I'm a, and, and that's, and that's another reason I think that I tried more than once because I, I loved Seinfeld, and you know, you and I are in the exact perfect Seinfeld age demo, yeah. and and so you'd think, oh well, you know, Larry David, he's this huge part of Seinfeld. You're going to love his new show, and I and I just, I just didn't. Well, you know, uh, 
So my point is, I, I, I'm looking forward. I would love if 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 Miller did a, a, sh- a story about Seinfeld, you know, a show that I really like. He said, by the way, he's already. Uh, you you have not caught up on all your uh, James Andrew Miller podcast appearances. He he has said on the record he doesn't see doing that just because it's it's uh, it's uh, you know ground that has been mined very much uh, already, and uh, and and he's not too interested in that. I am so I'm I'm really looking forward to whatever else comes out of Origins, uh, but I you know and I've told I've told Jim you know uh, you know part of part of my uh, my hesitancy with any of this stuff is 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 uh, is all the stuff Jim is doing is stuff that is uh, getting in the way of him doing the update uh, to those guys have all the fun, uh, which I definitely want to see at some point, and I'm sure that uh, he definitely will get around to. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, uh, you know, this is something we have never, ever talked about even a little bit. Uh, what do you think of all the stuff going on with Jamel Hill? I, I think, I mean, ESPN is in a, is in a tough, is they're in a tough position. I mean, it, it, it you know, they, they want people to have opinions, but they're so, they, they're, they're so inconsistent about, you know, how they yeah. apply the, that you can say this, but you can't say that, um, I'm not sure there's a solution that that you know makes logical sense. I don't know. I mean, you know the the you know the the Miller suggestion of you should have a commentary show that's you know basically well we're hands off. You're doing commentary. That's what you're doing. Um, you know, I I don't know if that works either. And and the the idea that well if you work for ESPN, man, your Twitter is. Better, you know, hue to the ESPN line, whatever you know, that is, right? Whatever you know, whatever it is today, um, you know. In one sense, you could say, well, they're your employer, but that's what you got to do." On the other sense, you could say, "Well, but but Twitter, it's my personal Twitter account." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I can see, but I can see both arguments. Yeah, honestly. Had there been Twitter when I was working, you know, for a paycheck for somebody, I might have gotten myself in in trouble too. Oh, uh, so there's no doubt in my mind. Even uh, for yours too. If either one of us was employed by anybody right now, we would have already had been suspended from our Twitter accounts at some point. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, da- no, no doubt about it. Uh, so uh, switching gears a little bit. So you know, I, I've had a little bit of back and forth uh, on uh, on the internet with uh, with Bomani, uh, but mostly about sports media stuff. And uh, uh, but but Bomani winds up being a guy who just makes me think probably probably more than anyone. And I think I don't know if this was on TV. I think it might have been on his radio show that I I listened to via podcast. But uh, he he did this spiel on do they hate the players more than they love the game? And uh, I can't really do that spiel justice, but I, I just found it really interesting because, you know, my, mis- my initial reaction to that was, come on, Bomani. Uh, but, like, but like two seconds later, I thought, oh, Drew Brees. And uh, so, so tell the people about my, uh, my irrational, for entertainment purposes only, like uh, horoscopes and internet polls, uh, hatred of Drew Brees. Well, I mean, for as for as long as I can remember, and of course, Drew Brees has been playing forever. Um, 
you have just wanted to see Drew Brees unhappy, uh, 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 as well as uh, as well as a few other people. Yes, Jerry, I'll, get, I'll get Jerry Jones, sad Jerry, Jerry. Jones, sad Peyton yep. Manning, disgusted Peyton Manning, sad Eli, yep. and uh, going off the NFL board. And and we will get this, I believe, uh, this week. Maybe uh, disgusted Nolan Ryan, maybe my favorite disgusted face of all. Oh yeah, sitting behind sitting behind home plate, just. We're going through this bad loss again. Yep, yep. So I got, got I got that with the Rangers when the Giants beat him, and uh, I think I might get it again this year now that he's uh, doing something with Houston and uh, and playing the Yankees. So uh, it's really interesting to me uh, on, on a couple of levels of stuff. So for one thing, uh, let me talk about how just how irrational my uh, my my Drew Brees thing is. I don't even know where it came from. So Drew Brees didn't screw my wife or girlfriend, didn't run over my dog. Uh, I didn't ever lose any money gambling on or against Drew Brees. I'm okay with the way Drew Brees looks. I have no reason to not like him. And yet, I root for sad Drew Brees, and I know it's completely irrational. Uh, and the interesting thing to me, I've got a, a couple of other uh, irrational things. Like, I, I you know, uh, with the Giants... I will bust out the occasional Buster Posey is overrated, and uh, I know I know that's not true. But but Buster does you know Buster focuses like on framing pitches to the point where he boils the brains of his uh, of his young pitchers, and so I, I like to rail on uh, on Buster even even though that goes against the uh, goes against the grain. Uh, and I just started thinking it back like even even the Giants that I love when I love the Giants I still hated. Hated uh, Brian Wilson. Never was a big Sergio Romo guy. Rooted, you know, I rooted for them to win, but I, but I, I kind of hated the players more than I loved the game in that regard. And uh, uh, you're different from me on this because uh, although I know you like sad Jerry Jones, I think that's just a national thing. Every, you know, if you're a human being, you like seeing sad Jerry Jones probably. Uh, but but your your thing, you do not like Pete Carroll. And yeah, uh, and you think it's irrational. But for me, that one's rational because I think Pete's kind of a slime ball for the way that he uh, exited USC. So uh, I if, if people want to hate on uh, Pete Carroll, that at least makes more sense to me than uh, than than me rooting against Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, Pete. Car- so for me, you know, whether it's irrational or rational, it's part of it is, you know, slimy at USC you know, left, you know, walked out the door ahead of the investigators. And then it was, hey, you know, I have a son who's a big 49ers fan. I'm a big 49ers fan. There was the, you know, Harbaugh, Carroll era where where both teams are good. There there's, you know, there's animosity between those two guys going back to the Pac-10 days and screw him. (laughs) Yeah, so. So the the thing the thing that's really interesting to me in this that, that I realize is that uh, we 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 realize that that this stuff is for entertainment purposes only, and it's really interesting to me, you know, to um, to see people who actually argue in earnest out of their irrational beliefs. And uh, as TV Grim Reaper, you you probably deal with that a lot more than I do. Can can you talk about that at all? Well, I mean, I, I think people – and we, we saw this, you know, 10 years ago. One of the things that surprised me when we got into the, you know, TV ratings online business was just like people root for, for sports teams as if they were part of the team, people root for television shows like they were part of the show. Yep. And, and, I mean, it doesn't make any more sense than rooting for a team as, as – 
I think I think it even makes less sense. I mean, you're even more removed. Yeah. You're you're you're. I mean, at least with a with a sports team, you can attend the game and and and. But I think what the internet has done, it has brought that kind of you're attending the game with other fans to TV. Yeah. Right. Because you can be on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and and. It's really no different than watching a sports game on television, right? Where you're on Twitter, you're watching the the Niners game. Oh my God, they're terrible! You know, you're on Twitter watching Grey's Anatomy. Same thing. I and can't so believe it, they killed off the character that I love. <clears throat> Screw these people. Exactly. Exactly. So so the irrational craziness that wraps people up around sports. Um, I mean, now wraps people up around TV. It probably always has, but until until social media on the internet was around, you, you really couldn't connect with that many more people who were crazy fans of your favorite show. And and you know maybe to people at the at your office, right. but that was it. Yeah. And and you know today, honestly, so few people watch even the biggest hit shows that. If there weren't social media, there'd be nobody in your office that weren't watched the same show you did. Nobody, except for you know a handful of the very biggest shows. Yeah, and 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 even when people are watching the same stuff, it's not at the same time, right? So I'm sure that there you know that there are fans of the uh, you know whatever shows are on the Netflix and the Hulu's and, and that stuff that you know like uh, Handmaid's Tale or what or whatever, where people are watching them, but they're not all watching them at the same time. Like uh, back in the day when we watched Seinfeld on Thursday, that's what we talked about Friday morning at the office. Yeah. Yeah, and for the for the streaming shows, nobody watches them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's none of that. There's none of that. It's only you know kind of it's only after the fact uh, chatter uh, on social media, right? It's no there's no contemporaneous chatter. Uh, you know, one one of the things, and I don't know if this is uh, Bomani or Lebertard, you know, sort of the uh, sentiment of I am here for this, uh, and and for me, you know, that stuff getting back to. Uh, Getting back to sad Drew Brees and uh, and uh, disgusted uh, Jerry Jones, that is actually part of what I'm here for in uh, in my in my NFL and 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 broader sports fandoms. Uh, what's that look like for you? I, you know, I, I, in terms of I'm in terms of local teams, I, I, a lot of it is you know I have a son who's in high school. He he's a sports fan of San Francisco teams. I'm into it for him. I mean, because as a kid, you know, with my dad, we, you know, we 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 mostly lived in the Washington D.C. area uh, while I was, you know, a conscious person. Yep. And it was in an era when there was no no um, no baseball team. Yep. We 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 really weren't into basketball. Neither one of us. And while we liked the Redskins. It was in an era when it was really, really difficult to get a Redskin ticket, both from a every game sold out and from a man. The only way to get tickets was if you knew somebody or you randomly found something in the classifieds. So it was not a thing that you could easily do. And so I I, I just I wasn't that big a sports fan growing up. I think probably the the first kind of real into sports I got was uh college basketball at Virginia. 
So were 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 you already at Charlottesville uh, by by the time the uh, the 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 Wizards former Bullets uh, won the championship in 1978? Uh, no, that was the year I graduated from high school. But and but, but that that I run, just wasn't into it. Yeah, I so just that run wasn't, that run did not pull you it. in. No, I just wasn't into it, and I I didn't have friends. I, I mean, I I don't. You know, it was so long ago. I, I don't even remember really what the circumstances were around why was I not into it. But I just wasn't into it. I mean, I, you know, I was a, a kind of a nerdy geek growing up. I was not a sports kid. My dad was not – he was not that – I mean, he was not that into sports. Yeah, we'd watch football games on, on Sundays, but we're, we weren't that we, – we weren't that into it. Yeah, you know, so uh, for whatever reason, I was into it and uh, very, very into it. And and that was in the day where uh, this wasn't true for the finals, but I think all like all the way up for the fi- to the finals, there were games that didn't get on TV. Like you had to listen on radio. It was a uh, it was uh, a, a crazy time. So uh, so you're you're into uh, you're into the Giants and, and uh, you're saying I think I hear you saying you don't really care about the 49ers if uh, if not for trip. Well, I mean, I. It, we had season tickets at Candlestick for the last seven years of Candlestick's life, and it was great. I mean, we would go, we'd go every other game. We'd bring some of my son's friends, and you know, we'd do a tailgate. It was great. We had fun. Um, you know, the beginning part of that era, the team was terrible. Uh, the end of that era, the team was really good. We went to the Super Bowl. That was super fun. Um, now. You know, like has been demonstrated with a lot of other people, you know, we we did not get season tickets in Santa Clara. It's a pain in the neck to go down to Santa Clara uh, versus going to Candlestick for us since we live in the city. And and the team isn't any good. And you could basically get field tickets for for, you know, not free, but uh, not expensive. Right. And and so, you know, my son and I have gone couple times a year this year we might not go just because of the way the the schedule has lined up and where weekends that he's busy are the weekends that the there's a home game so it's possible we don't go to any games this year just just because of scheduling not because the team's that much worse than last year they're dreadful last year they're dreadful this year um but it's not like it's not a priority for us to go to the game um my son is is a little bit more into the Warriors. How could he not be? You know, his friends are all into it. The team is great. Uh, we've gone to he's gone to a few Warriors games with friends. We've gone to a few Warriors games. He's looking forward to the team moving into the city, um, but he's he's only going to have one year of that. So it'll only be his senior year in high school that the team's in the city, and I'm sure we'll go then. But then he's off to college, and you know, when does he see him then? Yeah. So, uh, so switching back to, uh, to, to the TV side a little bit, um, you, you see this stuff, uh, where, you know, everyone, uh, everyone thinks because everyone they know only watches NFL on red zone that, that, that that's the only way that people watch. And, uh, we of course know via the ratings that that's certainly not true, but you deal with the flavor of this stuff on a regular basis that I don't really deal with. Um, and and that is sort of the the uh, nobody I know watches the Big Bang Theory or NCIS, and the uh, the you know the the difference there is 
Um, where, whereas I think when people say everyone I know watches the red zone, they're just making a commentary on, on, you know, what, what is in their world. Um, I think when people say nobody I know watches the big bang theory, it's actually something else. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm smart because I watch this show. You're stupid because you watch that show out there. Yeah. Right. And, and, and. People want to feel good about their choices. Part of that for some people is, you know, either making people feel bad about their other their their choices or, you know, feeling superior because of other people's, quote, bad choices. And and usually when when I get those comments directly, I just tell people, you know, you should probably say that to somebody who's watched a broadcast TV show in the last five years, because I, I couldn't care less about any of these shows. So, you know, you're, you, the fact that you're so smart for watching whatever you're watching. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's more, you know, on that one, it's 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 more the uh, it's it's more the 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 premise, I think, that they're trying to call other people stupid. Uh, yeah. And and, uh, you know, uh, and and. You know, this this is another one of these things where you can kind of slice these things up and Nielsen can slice them up for you to like tell you like how many people with good jobs are watching this show. And uh, let me tell you, and this is this is always true and it's always true for any show of scale, whether it's NFL, whether it was an American Idol back in the day. There are more smart people watching those shows than your little bitty, you know, one million uh, you know, one million people show watch watch. So the uh, the smarter people are are always in the scale. They're not in the little thing that you're watching. What do you think about that? Yeah, when twenty million people are watching a show, that's a lot of every group. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of every group. So yeah. yeah so so the, the notion that only like you know only only poor unemployed people are watching the the Big Bang Theory that that is completely completely false. Yeah, and on the other hand, when there's half a million people or a million people watching a show, all that is is a little bit of every group. Correct. But but a but a but 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 a little bit more of everything, you know, like so there's definitely not going to be I would say even in the uh in the reboot of uh of what uh what ABC is going to do with American Idol, that's going to have more smart rich people watching than uh, what you know, whatever the AMC show du jour that's uh, that's for the elitist. Yeah, I mean, I, and and one of my pet peeves, and I've made this well known, is show, shows that the TV media and you know certain fan groups, maybe they are the I'm smarter than you fan groups, um, slurp up that nobody watches. <laughs> yeah. You know, years ago, it was Mad Men, a show that nobody watched. At first, at first. Oh, come on. Even at the end, the audience was pretty small. Today, it's it's um, Mr. Robot. That's my pet peeve are, show. Are people even still talking about that? That fell off my radar like uh, at maybe like half. It, it didn't. So its first season was everything that you said about the media slurping. But uh, that seemed to go away to me last year. Maybe I maybe I just tuned that out. Maybe maybe that was my good use case of muting on uh, on Twitter. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll plead hypersensitivity to the slurping. But the media are still slurping it. I, I don't see uh, I don't see a lot of Twitter chatter uh, because most of my Twitter chatter is replies to stuff I tweet out. So I don't really tweet that much about you know, Mr. Robot. So I'm not surprised I don't get a lot of back 
about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of here on a Tony Romo question because a I think well you might have missed the last play that 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 we could talk about, but uh, you you managed to stay up for all of last night's game with the Pacific Time Zone advantage, and uh, I, I did not, uh, uh, and and uh, I have a benefit that you don't have, which is no matter no matter when Tony Romo was on, like one of my local channels is going to carry that game. Um, so you kind of only get him if he's doing a Raiders game or a Thursday game. What are your thoughts on Tony Romo? I tell you, I think the things that I think set him apart, people talk about, you know, he analyzes the, the setup of a play before it happens and does a prediction. I like that. I like that he, he says this guy could have done this, but he didn't. He did that. Um, he's really enthusiastic and, and, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll, he'll talk over, um, Nance. uh, Nance, but, but he, he, he's really into it. And, and when I, when I've listened and, and I don't listen to, to other individual games that often, cause I'm usually watching red zone. But w- when you think about what are the other color guys doing that, that, that really are kind of ordinary and everybody does it. It's like, oh, let me see, um, player X that I'm only going to mention a couple times this game just did a play. I'm going to read point number one that research wrote for me about player X. Yeah. Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's all they do, right? They're not, they're not doing anything kind of in the moment of, hey, this is happening. Watch what, this hap- watch what happened. Yep. Hey, he shouldn't have done that. So it really feels like Romo's doing that, where the other color guys are, are literally reading research points after the fact that, that, that had nothing to do with the play that just happened, right? It was just that player was involved in the play, so I'm going to read research point number one. Yeah. So uh, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, what are you giving Romo? I think he's doing great. He, like you, he is the only. I'm giving him a nine. Okay, that's fair. Uh, um, I think he is the only person who's talking during an NFL game that I'm interested in. He's the only one. So, so uh, I, 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 Collinsworth a little bit, Nakeman, but uh, but this is this is still even for me on another level, and that could just be because it's still new. But, yeah, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, but but I mean, I don't watch. Again, I don't watch individual games that much. You know that I'm kind of bummed that I don't see Romo on Sunday very often. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it was nice that the Raiders won last night because a good Raiders team is probably my best hope for getting Romo yep. uh, for a full game yep. as opposed to little bits on red zone um, because because CBS only has one more Thursday night game. Ah, yep. So, so you know, starting in November – it's uh, NBC, yeah. NBC. So, so, and and we we can assume Romo's on Thursday next week, but maybe he's not. So, Bill, uh, you know, you're, you're seems like you're on this podcast like once every four months, and you have a really cool trip coming up that that uh, that's within four months. So, I won't get to talk to you again on the podcast probably until after it. Talk talk about the uh, the trip you have coming up. We're going to Antarctica, <laughs> and and part of that is a stop in Buenos Aires for a week. So we get summer and super winter in in the same trip. And uh, we've conditioned our kids to travel like crazy people their entire lives. 
And this is going to really put them to the test because it's a lot of flying and a lot of moving around. But I think they're up, up, up for it. So, so I, I, you know, I mean, I know, I've known you a long time, and I, I, I know you're a, a Shackleford guy. But can you, can you just talk about, like, what's your inspiration for wanting to do this trip to begin with? Well, I think it, I mean, I, everybody in the family is, is, has read the Shackleton book, but my wife is really, 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 you know, I, I, into his history. And, and I am, I am too. I mean, it was an unbelievable story, you know, a hundred and what, 15, whatever years ago it was, uh, you know, the, he, 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 you know, guys get shipwrecked in the ice. They're, they're gone for almost a year he figures out a plan and nobody dies. Right, right. Just an unbelievable story. Yep. I mean, it, 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 the fact that it's true is almost unbelievable. Yep, yep. Well, uh, well enjoy the trip, and, uh, and uh, I look forward to having you back on. Uh, but for now, uh, thanks for joining the world's fastest-growing sports media podcast with that Sports TV ratings. Nice to be here. Thanks. Thanks again to Bill Gorman for joining the podcast. You can check out all the past podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and sportstvratings.com. And uh, if you like the podcast, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.